Hey guys, it's Heaven and Nyjah, and welcome back to In Herself Podcast, where we talk about everything from family, faith, finance, and friendship. So don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. It's always good to see you. You too. Always. So how was your week? Honestly, yeah, it was overwhelming. What level? Like, what's going on? So, you know, there's a lot of things happening right now uh, between work and the podcast and the events we have coming up and being married and having kids and should I continue? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Not bad stuff. All good things. But it's just I had to learn how to prioritize. And what I found out is um, I kind of put God on the back burner. Mm. Usually back in the day, not a long time ago, but I usually start my day with like praying or just some kind of meditation. But when things start, when life starts getting busy, I find myself getting into the routine of just doing stuff. And that's kind of what happened last week is that it was so many things happening, so many things going on until I'll get up. I'm on social media or I'll get up and it's taking the kids to school or, you know, exercising, whatever. And I kind of just did not have space for God um, to kind of just gather myself. And so I put my my cape on and I was handling things. So I thought. Yeah. And I started to see everything and it got overwhelming for me. Right. And not including God, well, knowing that he's the one that woke you up. And gave you all the ideas and gave you the family and gave you the job. It's like I didn't consult who blessed me with all the things that I do have. And yes. so I do feel overwhelmed because the enemy going to play on that all day long. Yes. And make you feel like you can't do this. This is too much. How are you going to do X, Y, Z, da, 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 da? You can't pull in different areas and whatnot. And it's not that anything is new or different. The difference was my alone time, my intentional space to seek him and say, you grace me with this. So I'm still going to consult you. Yeah. And I wasn't. Do you feel like society plays a big role on like, because he used the, the word super woman or put your cape on. Do you feel like society uses that and they're like, okay, you have to do this. You have to do that. As a black woman, you can't fail. Absolutely. So then it becomes as a level of, well, this is overwhelming because I feel like in the eyes of everyone else, if I don't do this like this, or if I don't do that like that, then I'm pretty much worth nothing. Um, I would say for us or for speaking for myself that I feel like if I don't do it, it doesn't get done mm -hmm. or it won't get done right. And right is the way that I want it. Right. <laughs> so right. even though that's not necessarily the proper thing to say or do, but I feel like because of the fact that you are, you are in control over a lot of things, a lot of aspects. We do. We, we're looked at a certain way. We have to, in my opinion, we have to work twice as hard or sometimes four times as hard because for the black male, you know, they have to do double or triple. But for us, we are always overlooked. We're always looked at like, oh, you know, that she's aggressive or she is this. Well, a level of this is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like, I feel like black women are, I mean, we hold we hold this standard like we we do any and everything to make sure our family is good. But I think what we lack and why we get so overwhelmed is because there's no focus on yourself. Absolutely. And then, of course, him guiding you. So it's like everybody else get taken care of. 
And I see it because I don't have any children. I don't have the level of family that my friends do. Um, but I see it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's work, work, work. It's all right, this is done. All right, make sure the kids ate. All right, this and that. And then it's 12 o'clock at night. And you finally said, oh, shoot, I, I didn't, didn't eat. eat. Mm-hmm. That is because you're taking care of everyone else yeah. except yourself. And so for me, that is a part of me taking care of myself. That's a part of me taking care of my spirituality, my mental, is to focus and realign myself. That's why I said priorities are important because he is what he, meaning God, is who allows me to get through my day-to-day like there is no other way to do so. After I prayed, after I backed up and said, what's going on? Yeah. It was like, I've been here, but you left me. Mm. And so I let you be, but I knew you was coming back to me because yeah. I'm the one that makes all these things happen. And I think a lot of times we find ourselves doing things, trying to get to where, like success. But what is success to you? I've learned over time that it really is not the place, the destination. It is indeed the journey. Mm-hmm. How do you get to that place? So we get lost in that. It's always, I'm trying to get to 50,000. I'm trying to get to 100,000. I'm trying to get to... But then when you get there... It's happens? never enough. It's never because enough. Because you're not content with yourself. Nope. So and what that's... are you chasing? So what are you doing all this for? And for me, my why is to change dynamics and the, the destination of my my children and my children's children provide opportunities that I didn't have because opportunities are every doors that you can open and not wait for somebody else to open. Like that's what it's about. But ultimately you see what I just said that you can open, but it's not us. Mm -hmm. It's him. Yeah. But I, we can go back to social media is the reason why a lot of us act the way we do. I remember we was having a conversation earlier this week, you know, just talking about how this week has been overwhelming. And I was like, a lot of us wake up, and the first thing we do is get on social media. Absolutely. And what happens is now you let social media control how your day is going to be because you see, oh, she done did. She it's eight o'clock in the morning. She already done went to the gym. <laughs> she made coffee. The kids at school It's all of that. And, and she th- recorded that two weeks ago. But you in the bed. <laughs> you still ain't in that good bed. You didn't make no coffee yet. Yes. Them kids is late to school. Not yes. you. No, that was me. But okay. Okay. The kids, I don't want to tell your business, but we here. Your kids oh, okay. is late to school, like all of the above. Mm-hmm. And yet you have, st- and then you don't, You not saying you can't, because there's always space to make room for God. But when the day starts today in. Yeah. It's like you got to squeeze, some, like you already in the middle of it. So I made myself a rule, speaking of that, mm-hmm. going forward is when my eyes open up. Of course, I'm, I'm praying every day, right? But sometimes we get in the habit of. Lord, thank you, the little routine and not a relationship. Mm -hmm. So my thing now is I don't get on social media. I don't text. I don't call until I spend some time with my creator. Mm -hmm. Intentional time, whether that's driving to work, whether that is um, in my prayer closet, literally some I am making him a priority because I understand that I cannot do any of this without him. Yeah. Like we are literally, and I'm saying we because even in your life, we are graced to do what we do. Like other people, and and I used to see that other people's life and be like, remember I used to call you and say, oh my gosh, when I first started real estate. Oh yes. And used to be super depressed about, you know, business not taking off and seeing other people close on houses and do whatever. And you like, Nyjah. Right. I'm like, no, because something is wrong because da, da, da. And I started to... I guess make my goals based off of what I saw someone else do 
And that's that wasn't my story. Yeah. Like I literally just stopped doing that. I started to research. I started to focus. I started to master my craft. Even if there was no sales coming in, even if there was no calls coming in, I don't stress about it. I said there are seasons for that. Now I was I was positioning myself to be able to receive, but I wasn't tripping it if it didn't happen. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I think that that was that rule I forgot, and so I had to get back to that place of yeah. I'm not yeah. moving until I get in your presence. Like literally, not even. St like putting my feet on the ground yeah. I have to and I'm not perfect so some days I am waking up a little late for work so I'm <laughs> running to um and I work from home I was about to say to the living room right and I run into the living room <laughs> but I realized the enemy is waiting like he's like all right she's still asleep boom mm -hmm. all right the Lord woke her up all right and then once he see oh she praying I got to back off mm -hmm. because ultimately she her feet ain't touched the ground before she's consulted who woke her up so yeah. I got other battles to fight. And it's like, I'm going to let the Lord deal with that. Because yeah. if I wake up and put my feet on the ground and I start moving and wondering, somebody going to call me and ruin my day. But if I have consulted God, it's like, okay, God, you're giving me room. You're giving me space. I've asked you to guide me throughout my mm -hmm. day. So I, you knew that this was coming, but I have a peace over myself yeah. because I talked to you first, just ultimately. And I've also realized that that's where a lot of my anxiety came from. That's where a lot of the depression came from is because the word is edifying, right? And I'm not trying to get all, you know, deep and churchy, but it the world we live in, sis, like, if you don't have a hope and a peace, that's why people are going crazy. Mm -hmm. It's because what do you have to pull on? I'm so grateful that I know that. Like, when I need peace, I know where I can go. I know how to pray. And it don't have to be something dramatic and, you know, your relationship is your relationship. But I just know that if I don't, when I feel those things, I'm out of pocket. And so I have to get back That's to that good. place of, okay, so you didn't give me the spirit of fear and all these other non-angelic things that I'm feeling right now. You mm -hmm. gave me peace. And so how do I get back to that space? I get back by being quiet quiet in my mind and I'm an Aquarius so I'm always 10 yeah. years ahead I'm always planning I'm always I gotta know what's going on I, I what's hands and everything kind of situation and I don't have to yeah and I back up and I say okay what's going on and then I analyze my days prior to that I'm like you you out of sync or what I know notice that we've been doing now is even this morning on the phone, I said, I feel it bubbling. <laughs> I am extremely overwhelmed with, I was working and just had a bunch of work stuff. And just to me, like vocalizing and saying, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Then either when you're on the phone or you consulting the Lord, it's like you can, there's a rebuttal like, okay, so what is making you feel like that? Mm -hmm. Like break apart from it right now. Not saying you won't get back to it, but break apart from it. See what you can control. Because mm -hmm. overwhelming, overwhelmness comes with not understanding what you control. If I can't control this, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. I can't. Because I'm going to stress myself out and it's still not going to get done. Yeah. So let me focus on what I can control, how I can control it, and then the rest will follow. I, that's just how I have to see it. But when did you learn that? Recently. So like this year? Like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say yesterday you just learned this, this Maybe. Method. 
genuinely living by myself because I lived by myself before and mm-hmm. I came back and moved with family, but I live by myself again. And I think living by yourself, you will drive yourself crazy. Like you'll start saying stuff to yourself. You will start thinking stuff about yourself. And it's like, oh, oh wait, <laughs> don't think that. I know it's a balcony out there, but you don't got to jump like yeah. just crazy. That's dramatic. Yeah. But stuff like that is real. Yeah. And so I had to really look at myself in the mirror and say, heaven. We got to figure out how we can, cause my, I'm used to screaming, yelling, doing all of this. Now, if, I don't know if you noticed, I've been working on it. I just, I'm real calm about stuff. Like mm-hmm. the outside can be real loud and just a lot. And I'm like, I can't be there yeah, because nothing is going to get solved with me being upset about it, with me being frustrated about it. You can feel we're yeah. humans. So feeling is going to feel, but how are you going to deal with those feelings and emotions? Mm-hmm. Because if you operate out of, well, forget it all. It is what it is. 20 minutes later, it's you realize you're still at the same Absolutely. starting point. And you can make it worse. And yep. so controlling that, I've learned about my emotions and not allowing my emotions to control me in my response. And mm-hmm. that took a long time to do. I'm not even going to hold you. Yeah. Because as a child, I felt like I did not have a voice. And so when I became an adult, I was like, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And then I started to make you hear me. Mm. You going to hear me. You going to feel me. You going to see me. You going to hear me. Because I felt unseen. I felt unheard. I felt unvalued. And it wasn't until alone time, closet time, identifying myself in the word, stepping back, being okay with who I am, actually loving me. Like you I just found out last year what my favorite color is. Right. Why don't we know that? Circling back to what you were saying about black women and how we identify ourselves. Like, I, I don't even know what where that stems from. The lack of camaraderie, the lack of support, the I have to be the strong one of the family. Even as a single single mom before I got married, like I was a man and a woman. Right. I had I'm raising boys. I gotta make sure that they fed and working and church and everything in between. And so when I did get married, it became hard for me to kind of relinquish what you supposed to do. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh I got it. And you know, <laughs> I mean, we gonna go we gonna go here. I <laughs> I I think about that on a on a daily basis like I'm going to be talking about, oh, I got, I'm going to take the trash out. It's like, let mm-hmm. the man do it. Like, mm-hmm. little stuff like that because yeah. you are independent for so long or because it's it's the black woman stigma or you got to do this or you got to be strong, you got to carry 500 kids on your back type of mentality. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to just do it all by myself. And I fear that not run off, run somebody off because, I you know, if they love you, they're going to love you through. But I've, I do fear that, like, I'm going to be like, I got it. Or don't worry about it. And then he's going to be like, well, what am I here for? I mean, I feel like the right one, and he will be the right one right. in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, <laughs> the right one is going to know how to love you through that. Because genuinely speaking, I hear G say all the time, like, I have to go to God about how to love you because you made it hard. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely did because I didn't know what love was. Right. Like dealing with abandonment issues. And we talked about that on another uh, uh, episode that we have, but dealing with those issues that was traumatic, that was um, triggers for me. How do you, I don't know how I wasn't taught. I don't believe that I was ever taught how to be a woman. Hmm. What does that even mean? 
what I saw, I'm living based off what I saw, not what was actually taught to me because children learn by what they see. Sure. They don't learn by what you just saying. I, I hear you, sure, but I'm talking about what did I see? I saw my mom getting up and go to work. I saw her getting divorced. I saw her go through abuse. I saw her leaving. I, I was never present. I could probably count on one, one hand how many times we probably just me and her kicked it because she was always busy. And so I find myself now being busy. Yeah, you literally have 20 jobs. For real. There's never a moment. I know that I have to say, even like birthdays, celebrating the fact that you're an entrepreneur. We haven't even got into those topics yet, but you have multiple businesses. I find myself saying, hey, so um, Eva's anniversary is coming around the corner. You want to celebrate it? Hey, your birthday's coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take a moment to, you know, thank the Lord <laughs> that <laughs> you done circled around another year? Like, right. Love love you deeply, but you're bad at that. But I, I hear now why why you are. Because yeah. you feel like you got to go, 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 go. And I'm going to talk about social media all this um, episode because social media got y'all fool. <laughs> no, for because real. Because you see these moms with 20 kids yes. walking around, everybody fed, everybody loved. They're doing aesthetically pleasing. But when the camera grow off, she is having a breakdown. Mental. Go all on. the way go and the kids screaming and, and yelling yes yes but people don't because see that. it's clipped because it's edited because it's filtered you it's all of these things and and my when we were growing up we didn't have social media social no. media became a thing high school and on or middle school not, for me because i'm younger than you but yeah you know you don't have to put that out there like that but okay <laughs> um high school for me and so it's a it's a catch-22 because that's, social media is not what I'm used to, but it's what's present and valid now. So it makes you say, oh, this is what it's supposed to yes. be. And I'm not living that life. And then you create a facade. <laughs> and so you have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so you have depression. Mm -hmm. And so you have this feelings of being overwhelmed. Yeah. And you have to come back. So how do you get back to the root of it? You get back to the root of it from the source. I say this, this story all the time. I don't know who I heard it from, but it just reminded me of, there's a story about a car, right? If you get a car from Honda and your Honda breaks down, I'm not going to take the Honda to the Cadillac or to Mercedes. I'm going to take it back to the Honda dealership who made it because you made it. Mm -hmm. So me, if I'm having a breakdown, I'm not going to go to my husband. I'm not going to you. You made me. So tell me what's wrong. What is the root? Because some things that we've been through when we were younger, we forgot about. We buried it and we thought that we were over it and it's not. And so things are happening and triggering us. And you like, why am I crying over peanut butter jelly sandwich? Right. I don't know why. But it's really built up peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> that never was made right. Never was cut <laughs> diagonally. That got you in your feelings. You understand? Yes. So when I found that that. That's that moment of freedom of like, oh my gosh, I feel better. I'm like, I'm never going to anyone else. I'm not calling my friend or pastors or anybody. I'm going to you. You are the source. Mm -hmm. And it takes time, but he will show up every time. Right. And so now I get I get quicker. I don't take a week or a month. I take not even 24 hours. I'll call you and say, you good? Yeah, you say, you good? No, I'm not good. I used to say, no, I'm good. Now I openly say, no, I'm not okay, but I will be. Yeah. Because I know that I will be. Right. I know how to get back to being okay. And that's me getting away for a second. All right, Lord. So I clearly misstepped. Show me. 
You said in all thy ways acknowledge you and you would direct my path. Show me. Because first of all, I'm sorry that I thought that I was superwoman and could do this by myself. And I clearly cannot. You've mm -hmm. graced me for this. So now that I feel the waves and the storms, help me walk on water again. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> so that silly. Was really good. You're funny. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like you said, it's just finding the source, knowing the source, consulting him. I know that, like you just talked about, we, we both had issues with that. I mean, sitting in the same room, knowing but neither one of us is okay, would say, are you okay? And say, yeah. Yeah. And no, we're not. You're not okay. You're shaking. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. But we're so used to saying, no, don't worry about it, thinking that nobody cares. I don't care if anybody cares. As long as that I consulted God and he said, okay, baby, this is what you're going to do. This is why you feel this way and move, move to the right a little bit. That's all that matters. And then friends and husbands and spouses, they come after that to kind of guide you through. But without the one that wrote the map, how are you going to, how are you going to get through it at all? So, yeah. And then feeling like you have to be okay all the time. Mm -hmm. I had to understand that seasons are okay. And your season can be the morning. It doesn't mean months from now. What does that mean to me? So, if I'm not okay, then my kids are not okay. So I got to keep this facade up like, no, everything is fine. Everything is. I I invite my kids in moments where I'm where I'm down or what where or life is life and as an adult. The reason being is because growing up, my mom never and I'm saying my mom because my mom was raised me. Right. Um, so I wasn't exposed to the adult things of life. And I think that was a mistake for me personally, because I had this facade that when I become an adult, I can't wait because I can party, I can do this, I can cook and clean and do whatever I want to do if I don't want to, and that's not real. Or money is limitless because I'm an adult. As a child, you think that way, and that's not true. Hard work is needed. Consistency is needed. Not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow is is needed, but knowing where your faith comes from, like thank God she did was a she was a woman of faith, and that's why God is my default. Right. Is because, but I do believe in balance because I don't want to be so heavily minded no earthly good. You can have all the word in the world, but your debt is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Your credit score is three hundred. Right. But you saying Jesus? No, I'm serious. No, but Jesus true. fed people before he gave them a word. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You have no capacity to help out anybody because what you're speaking of is you cannot make practical. So I struggle with that being raised in a church environment all my life. It's always, you know, God, God, God. But what is, how is your household? Somebody said you can't die no better than you lived. Because hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to tell us on itself. Yeah. And so my goal, like I have a lot of them, right? But my reason for waking up is to literally leave this world better than I found it, better than I came. And my world right now is my family and my kids. The impact from them that will kind of evolve from this is great. But if I can curb their learning experience just a little bit, I've done my job. Yeah, I know that now um, millennials and the the um, children that's being raised up now have a totally different insight than how our parents and grandparents were raised. You know, they just... They grew up, they went to work, they did this, they that. They barely shared their testimony or how they mm -hmm. got through. So then you have those parents that's raising us. And then it's like, well, I don't know how to even express myself. I know that I'm overwhelmed. I've heard the word overwhelmed, but I don't know 
how to get through the overwhelmness. So I applaud you for teaching your kids that and showing them that, hey, so you're crying, but why are you crying? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you feeling? I know I used to have to tell you all the time because I'm a crybaby. <laughs> and you're not. And you used to be like, I'm not going to cry. Like, it is what it is. I'm like, you don't have to be a crybaby all the time. But in this moment, feel. Yeah. Feel it. Like, feel that I'm not happy right now or I'm sad right now or I wish that this would have went that way. And then pull back. You don't got to cry all day because enough. Yeah. But then pull back and say, okay, well, how can I fix it? Yeah. Because if you don't feel... You're just going to go through life being fake hard. And then you're going to get to those moments where you have those breakdowns and you may not come back from that. Because everything back then was a secret. Yeah. Nothing was, you say testimonies, like you don't, you did not know them unless they got up in front of the church and said something. There was no, there was no openness about what they were experiencing. And that cripples us. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. why can't you tell me what you've been through? Why did, are you still going through it? Mm -hmm. Or do you even know? I But I don't I don't fault them because I feel like they can only do what they could do in that season. They can right. only talk about they were living based off of what they experienced. And so I just decided I wasn't doing that and I'm not doing that. Right. Like I genuinely have those conversations. And even my husband, like he sometimes a little bit too candid with our kids. But I, I think I got that from him yeah. to a certain degree because I'm like, well, dang, you tell... You know, Layla, a lot, but it helped her. It yeah. helped shape her. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we're so used to just seeing the result and never the journey. And I know we talked about this specific example that I'm about to use. That's like when you're in school and you hand your teacher um your test and she's like, you got the answer right. Perfect. But where's the work? Yeah. Like, I need to see the work That's because good. I don't know how you got to the answer. And so I use that in life in general. Like if I'm going through something, yes, somebody see that I came out, but let me tell you what I went through. Let me tell you what God told me. Let me tell you the voice of the Lord that I heard while I was going through, because you can still get the same result, but you might, the way that you get through it is going to be totally different because you're going to say, oh, you carried the one in this problem, but I didn't have to carry the one. I just had to subtract it. You know, just different things and how you can get through that because I, I'm telling you one thing. I'm never, ever going through anything just for me. If somebody else can change and be a different person from my story or my testimony, that's what I'm here to do. I would hate for anybody to go through anything that I went through and I'm sharing my story and then it'd be like, okay, well, I went through the same thing, but no, no, no. Let me tell you how I got through it. Mm -hmm. Let me help you, you get through it because you can get through without any pain sometimes, without being feeling overwhelmed sometimes. And you, number one, have helped me through that a lot because it's like, okay. And that's why I just had a proud moment because as you were talking, I'm like, oh, she got it. <laughs> Because that's the reason why I openly exposed my life to you was so that you did not and you do not go through the things that I went through and didn't have to. Yeah. And so the fact that you are living your life saying, I'm open to just saying, this is this is how I did it. This is, but that's how you know you got it. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you passed. If you cannot teach what you have been taught, then you have not learned. Yeah. yeah. And so you're going to go through it again because you ain't got it. You ain't passed the test. You have not passed. And each one teach one. I mean, that's how we evolve as women. That's how we evolve as growing together. Because it doesn't, it does not pain me at all to tell you what I've been through because I've been through it. I'm not right. there anymore. Right. And so the the you know the stereotypical. I'm not telling nobody my business. It really ain't my business anymore because that's not even me. It's, 
Because I don't live there anymore. I don't live there anymore. And I'm happy to say that's not me anymore. Yep. So used as to yes. have an attitude, mm-hmm. used to carry a chip on my shoulder, used to be aggressive and mad and upset and all these things, can't sleep. That used to be me. But let me tell you why that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so even when people try to identify me as the old Niger or the old Michelle, as they like to call me my first name, call me whatever you want to call me. I don't. That's not me. Yeah. But I think we learned that from womenhood and having a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. If you don't talk about it, you're not going to learn through it. And so I applaud us for being able to talk to each other and being able to say, hey, I'm going through this and let's work through it. So I encourage everyone that's even listening to this podcast, whether you're watching it visually or listening to say, let me find a friend group. We always going to circle back around this to talk through, Mm -hmm. to learn through so that your lessons don't have to be their lessons, but it could just be greater and a greater impact of black women and sisterhood. Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree. And I'm so grateful for the evolution of who we are today. Yes, ma'am. So, like always, <laughs> in herself, she is loved. In herself, she is beautiful. In, in herself, herself, she is strong. strong. We'll see you next week, guys. See you guys.